Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Mustana Nazarian, who is an Alexander Technique teacher in Melbourne, Australia. She has um, a, a teaching practice that includes people from all uh, age of all ages and walks of life, but she does specialize a bit in alleviating pain and anxiety issues. And uh, Mustana is also a parent. She has a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. And we're going to talk today about a process that she's developed, uh, which she calls in-tune parenting, which is um, some ideas about how, I, I assume, how to make parenting a little easier for parents. Uh, Mustana, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So, and it's a pleasure having you. Um, you. Could you, uh, just to tell our listeners very briefly what the Alexander Technique is? Sure. One definition is it allows us to do everything with more ease by giving us a process through which we can see our, what our habitual responses are and giving us a system for making new choices or expanding our sort of repertoire mm-hmm. in how we react. Yeah. And uh, just from, from my own experience of parenting somewhat older children, uh, both those uh, qualities are highly desirable ones. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and um, maybe you could uh, begin by telling us a little about your your in-tune parenting system, if we sure. want to call it that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, okay. uh, I've, I've got it down, Pat. I know exactly what's going to happen in every moment for the next 20 years. Wow, that is so amazing. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing, uh, being a mom or being a dad. It's, um, I'm always learning how it's amazing in different ways than I thought it would be amazing. Mm-hmm. So what, one, uh, one of the things I did recently, I had a pretty intensive uh, training where I was uh, by myself in a room of about 75 to 100 people practicing martial art. I went on for about six days, maybe about four or five hours a day. I didn't see my kids. And um, I realized that they really helped me focus. They really helped me focus my intentions and uh, I had this vision of um, memory, I suppose, when when I gave birth and they came out and I sort of looked at them again like, yeah, what's going on here? All right. And what what seemed to be happening was they were asking me to take care of my basic needs mm-hmm. and continue to learn. And I realized, uh, it's a process of realizing really that Love wasn't really one of those things. It's like learning was more important. So mm-hmm. learning to learn with them was more important than sort of showering them with stuff or getting nervous whether I'm going to repeat my parents' mistakes or, mm-hmm. or you know, g- getting in this situation that I have myself gotten as a parent where I'm going like, oh, my God, did I just make a mistake? Oh, no, you know. Right. So th- that focusing on learning with them because that's what they, they, they come out, they want to do. They got to learn to develop their nervous system. They got to learn, develop themselves to such a point that they can be socializing. 
Well, wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be an expression of love? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm sort of thinking, taking care of you know, them sort of having this, uh, being in this infantile stage. And obviously I'm driven to, uh, well, for me, I was driven to, yes, I'm going to take care of your basic needs. But if I focus on uh, giving you love, then I might, in a, in a stressful situation, I might forget that I'm actually here to learn. Mm-hmm. And the learning is sort of supersedes that fixation on having to be perfect and having to be whatever that means, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and having to having to provide everything uh, perfectly all the time because I love you and how could I ever you know you'd raise my voice and uh, wait a minute if I just focus on learning both for myself and also with the child. Mm-hmm. I'm finding that it's giving me better outcomes. Mm-hmm. Could, um, could you give maybe an example of yeah, a, a specific yeah. incident that would that would illustrate that? Sure, a, a specific incident uh, took a couple of years, or well, took a, uh, a, a season or two for my younger one to realize what what in, what we meant by cold day or a hot day mm-hmm. in relation to what was appropriate to wear for that day. And I'm sure that will come around again when she's 15. <laughs> right, I'm sure. But, um, but in ways you never expected. <laughs> um, so uh, after after a few weeks and a few days of standing there and getting all frustrated because I love the child and how could I possibly let them wear a t-shirt in a cold day? And because I love them, couldn't let this happen. Uh, I was going, well, this is not working because I'm just getting tight in my voice and doing funny things with my eyes I'm not really hearing her I'm not sensing how I am I'm getting all kind of twisted and I realized that she's learning about something and I need to learn how to learn with her she's learning about how to push boundaries she's learning about how to socialize and be independent so I think she was about three that uh, two or three maybe mm-hmm. and then I realized if I okay as a parent, as an adult, I can always pack her the extra clothes, and as soon as we exit the sunny apartment, she'll get a whiff of the wind and put the suitor on. So this just got a lot easier. We didn't fight. There was no sort of waste of time in the morning, sort of me yelling at her, she's screaming, and all of this stuff. I realized that I needed to not focus on what it meant for me to love her and protect her. I just needed to notice what she was experimenting with. I learned to respond in such a way that uh, she learned and I learned that there was different choices um, available to me than having to leave the front door dressed appropriately because I live in an apartment, which is great. I have three flights of stairs to make that that, uh, known to her that, look, now you're going to sense the temperature on you. You're gonna put the, put on the sweater, and it just mm-hmm. wasn't the end of the world when we were yelling at her for five minutes, uh, trying to prove to myself that I had love for you, child, <laughs> while right. getting all twisted up and screaming at you. That's not really an expression of love, um, mm-hmm. but but that's what I mean. Being available for learning can 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 then create an experience of that uh, caring and 
taking care of basic needs and all of those things I mentioned before. So I hope that makes it a little bit clearer. It's kind of, uh, it's, it almost sounds like a very practical version of love. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think of uh, uh, all of the instruments ma- made by Stradivarius, mm-hmm. most, of, most, of them, most of them are locked up somewhere. Mm-hmm. But they were made to be loved. But because of uh, accidents in history and we think they're the best and they have inc- incredibly high values, they have to be stored where really they were made to be loved and played with. Um, so I've got a few little, become a little principal person. Mm-hmm. Let's hear them. <laughs> uh, how, how many yeah. principles we got? You got five. Five got principles. Five. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, 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 and um, they parents listening to that might come up with a few of their own or they might not not uh, be able to relate to all of them but it just comes out of my curiosity of how I can be a better learner as a parent okay because i i realize that every action that i make as a parent is can be based on habit or it can be based on uh being present and making informed choices about what's actually going on rather than projecting my own judgment on it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes for me, parenting has been uh, ruled by either fear, fear of getting it right, uh, guilt, uh, guilt about what my, what I missed out on and what I don't want my kids to miss out on, you know, as an example. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, also anger, um, whether, what I'm going to do is going to make them angry uh, or whether when I'm experiencing anger, do I have to respond in that way? Um, so it doesn't have to parenting by where I want to mention it's it, that, that it, they've done research on this. I heard um, they printed it in different places, but in the New Yorker magazine, I ran into this uh, article that parenting is actually doesn't make us happy. So, Hmm. That's news for anyone. It's not here to make us happy <laughs> because right. this is what parents said. It's like it makes me time poor, all of this stuff. It's it's a stressful situation and whatnot. So how can I make this more positive? Mm-hmm. So if it's not here to make me happy, what is it here to do then? Why why did I have this curiosity to take the plunge and have kids anyway? So I realized that if I focus, uh, it might sound selfish, but if I focus it back on me, it's here to teach me something. Then I've got more choices. So it's this sort of circle of if I just get out of my own way and realize that at this moment when I've got all these responsibilities over me, I'm not here to be happy. I'm here to learn. It's a completely, it's like a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and of it's course, a, if you, to the extent that you're successful in that shift, um, your children are going to benefit from that. Well, see, exactly. See, that is one of the principles. It's a symbiosis. Right. That mind, my mind and body, their mind and body, children have this incredible ability to be well-coordinated and focused, even if they're angry, even if they're crying, even if they're sad. It goes beyond their emotional state. Mm -hmm. So they're able to be well-coordinated, even in a, dire, shall we say, situation, mm-hmm. 
And then I realized that actually their situation is just where they need to be to learn something. It's not like just because they're crying, it doesn't mean that the end of the world, <laughs> you know? Mm. So it's a learning from their coordination and also learning that if I'm taking myself in a, a, into a stressed out, wired up, discoordinated, tense place, mm-hmm. that's the response I'm going to get. They just, it's just these fantastic mirrors. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, and absolutely. it's funny because Alexander himself used mirrors to learn from. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like there, uh, maybe I should have three kids because Alexander had three mirrors. <laughs> but it's, I've got these two mirrors and uh, the way I respond with them so that informs how I'm responding to myself. Right. So that's the first, that's the first one. Um, the second one we mentioned before is learning before loving. So rather than showering them with this sort of like, uh, oh yeah, look, look at everyone's going to see how much I love my kids by packing all this stuff into their lunch rather than saying, asking them what they want in their lunch. Mm. <laughs> you know, just, uh, what did I have yesterday? Oh, okay. I should put less of this. Um, oh, th- my daughter's losing her teeth now. So it, Create, she has low appetite, so not packing all this food, creating wastage at the end of the day because I had to express my love. Right, right. Um, so that's another example. And um, this third one kind of relates to the first one about symbiosis. It's uh, one, two, three, eyes on me. And I saw the uh, teachers doing that. And uh, I think actually my daughter would say, no, mommy, it's eyes on me. And then can the kids say one, two, three? So it's um, using rhyme and using uh, little tags, little hooks, helps all parties to expand their sensory awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It it sort of it's like if I uh, I read this uh, read about this somewhere. You're not always that your child will not always respond to you to to you uh, when you're using words. You might actually have to get their eye contact. Um, and show them, you know, little hand gestures about what do you want, as in like, put on your shoes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or um, or go over them and, and put a hand in their back and say, mm-hmm. get their attention in different ways. And well, that, ob- yeah. that obviously helps the parent uh, notice what they're doing with themselves, whether they can be a little bit more aware, not jump to conclusions about, oh my God, they're never going to put their shoes on and we're going to be late right. to school again. You know, not do that. So it's kind of uh, a, a little cue. You can be parent, different parents around the world can use different cues. Make them up as you go along. Change them. One, two, three eyes on me is not going to work when they're 15. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the concept will, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it might, it might be a, a line from their favorite uh, song. You know, I don't know. It's just uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. And... Um, Number four, uh, it's based on the latest research in neuroplasticity, right. is a 50% rule. Don't get it right. If, you, if my parents did, the, did um, what they could to provide me with my basic needs 50% of the time, that's actually good. Mm-hmm. So it helps undo some of my own perceptions about what my parenting should have been like and it wasn't. And again, I'm taking myself into judgment. If I am experienced my parenting judgmentally, then I'm probably bound to use uh, 
too many judgments in my own parenting with my kids. Um, the fifth one is just making a con connection and being available to the experience. I think that probably overrides or, you know, sort of encapsulates all of these things is that uh, being available to the to the experience and even when things are really um, stressful, they're going to change the next moment mm -hmm. and again and again and again. And if I'm, if I'm committed to learning, um, then I have more choices. So I'm not defined by those difficult moments. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'd like to tie a couple of things you said into um, – tie a couple into some basic Alexander Technique ideas. Right. Um, the, um, the, the, the part where you said you need to maybe show them with, uh, with your hands or gestures or some other way other than words, mm. um, that, uh, that comes up all the time in classical Alexander technique teaching. A teacher uses his or her hands to supplement the verbal instruction because adults aren't necessarily going to understand the words you're using either. Exactly. So mm -hmm. so you a supplementary way of conveying information can be can be very helpful and and that's something that anyone with any experience with the Alexander technique would instantly recognize and I think what you've done mm -hmm. is kind of applied that principle to mm -hmm a non-typical Alexander Technique student, you know, a three-year-old or a four-year-old, that, that kind oh, of yeah. thing, right? They're, they're, yeah, they're definitely, a, definitely right. my, my teachers. <laughs> and uh, one, one thing, um, surprisingly, uh, there's a fantastic video made by uh, Barbara Connerble that you probably know about called um, Move Well, Avoid Injury. And surprisingly, as a family, we love watching it. Mm-hmm. They really, yeah. yeah, they really respond to it. And I've got a book put out by the, by uh, Barbara Carnival and her husband on learning about your body as a musician. And it's very visual based. And I, right. it, you know, uh, on, every week I change a different page and my mm -hmm. son, who's uh, uh, pretty fluent at reading, he'll come up and read the bit about the hip joint. And wow. then we'll talk, uh, we'll talk about, yeah. about the hip joint as it relates to uh, what he loves to do, right. running, so chasing he's, after the he's ball. So he's read it and he's looked at images of it too, right? Yeah, exactly. That's and we, the thing I, that's, I yeah. think, important. And I just want to, we're kind of beginning towards the end of our, our time, but there's one thing I'd like to comment on. Um, the example you gave of trying to force your, your daughter to wear warm clothes when it was cold out and how in the past you'd, you'd get all upset and yell at her and probably tense up, right? Mm. Um, and you, you said, well, kids can t can tense up too, but um, they, they, can, they, can, they can have pretty good use of themselves even when they're angry or upset. But I would also say that if, if you're in a tense situation a lot of the time, they're yeah. going to pick up on that pretty quickly too. Yes. And then it's not going to be, it, 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 it's going to start to actually affect them, their own, uh, their own physical selves. And uh, Alexander, 
um, in one of the more kind of intriguing, to me anyway, sections of one of his books, mm-hmm. talks about the the problems or the issue of how to choose a nanny for your child. Oh, yeah, I remember And he that. says, you know, mm-hmm. the average person just goes out and gets the cheapest one, right? <laughs> yes. And uh, the and I mean, apart from the fact that it could be a career criminal or whatever, but apart <laughs> from that, Al, what Alexander made the point, the point he wanted to make is that when you're choosing someone to hang out with your kids many hours a day, you yep. want someone who's going to have a pretty good pretty well organized physical mechanism uh, mm. because the the kids are going to get a lot of information from just watching that person exactly yeah. and of course if they're being held by that person they're going to get information that way as well and yeah. um, he also makes the point which I think is a fascinating one he says not only are kids fantastic mimickers of people around them but they go for the most weird and bizarre <laughs> they i mean if if someone's doing something out of the ordinary they're going to grab onto that right away so if yeah. you're tightening your neck or hunching your shoulders mm-hmm. or breathing shout more shallowly more with not as full breathing they're going to mm-hmm. immediately grab that Yep. And so that ties in with, you know, you're you're saying, well, when I when I focused on just loving them, I got all tense. And and when I focused more on just, well, we'll just take some extra clothes and and let the situation unfold. um, You were actually doing them, I think, a favor on many levels. Mm. Not just learning about cold weather, but also not having as many experiences of observing you with excess tension in your body. Yes, you yes, know, that's that's, that's kinda, right. Yeah, I just wanted and, uh, to th- throw that out. Yeah, that's that's a really really excellent point. And it, I think in choosing their childcare, uh, obviously there's a group of people who are working with the children. Mm-hmm. But I was I made sure I picked a situation. A childcare center where the care was child focused and also the it was non for profit so all the monies went into taking care, making sure the staff was well provided for mm-hmm. yeah so absolutely. Th- th- there's different different paradigms at least in Australia these are the ones I know about right. you can get go to a place where they just pack them in profit 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 right. and I was lucky enough to get a place where um, there's low turnover of staff, and the staff are provided for. And yeah, um, yeah. And so, you want, uh, and and I would imagine, even apart from sort of the um, wanting to do well by the staff, that that the atmosphere in those sorts exactly. of places is probably quite different. And that exactly. atmosphere translates into physical tension, and yep. kids will suck it up right away, mm. especially mm. if it's if it's bizarre. So, um, mm. it it really does uh, suggest a very practical way of making sure your kids have the best experience, even when you're not around. 
Yes. I think yes. that's that's an important factor. Well, I think we need to to come to an end here. Um, my guest has been Mastena Nazarian, who's an Alexander Technique teacher in Melbourne, Australia. If what we've been talking about intrigues you, uh, we'll put a link to her website by the interview. And if you live anywhere else in the world, uh, I'll put a link to a website that will t tell you more about the Alexander Technique and also enable you to locate a teacher in your area. Mastena, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Robert.